help my DTC grow. Strategies and quick wins that build up 8-figure DTC brand. How can your e-commerce business overcome friction for skyrocketing sales? Uri Strauss is the enterprising CEO of WebEyes, an avant-garde analytics and monitoring tool that aids e-commerce businesses in spotting and addressing customer experience hindrances for revenue recovery. You will get the answers to the following questions. What are the biggest frictions in e-commerce and how can they be tackled? How can e-commerce brands improve the user journey for a better customer experience? What factors contribute to a seamless user experience and prevent lost revenue? And of course, I'm here to help your DTC brand grow, so I ask all my favorite questions at the end. Books to read, mistakes to avoid, quick growth tips and tools to use. Now let's get ready! So what do you think? How important is user trust in e-commerce and what steps can brands make to build and maintain it? It's super important. The reason specifically in e-commerce is because the cost of acquisition today is really high to bring in a new customer. So the CAC is really high. And to have a successful e-commerce business, you have to have returning customers. Otherwise, it'll be very hard um, to run the business. What we see is in WebEyes, we see that 88% of all customers that have have friction or they have their struggling on the website do not return to that brand which is awful that means that you paid a lot of money to bring the customer down the funnel they had some kind of friction point and just left the site and will not come back to that brand because in their head that's it we're done so that's super super critical and one of the ways to solve it is basically first of all have a frictionless checkout of course or the whole journey and process and putting in like subscriptions or loyalty programs so you want to have people returning to the site not just one-time purchase. You mentioned friction points. What are the biggest frictions in e-commerce and how can they be addressed? Okay, good question. Because there's, there's, first of all, there's many. I'll just divide it like into two. Okay, so we have two kinds of frictions that we detect. We detect um, or we see that users are having. One is the business kinds of frictions. This is how we call it internally, like business friction. And and basically, it's all the goals or the call to actions that are just not working on the website. For example, if we look at uh, payment issues, um, in many cases, and this is like the most painful because you already paid for the customer, they went down the funnel, they added to cart, they viewed the checkout, they want to pay, and they can't. Because of all kinds of small things, it can be fixed. Another case that I can think of is like a coupon code failures. So what we see is that on promotional um, e-commerce websites, coupons is crazy. And they're giving out many coupons with great discounts, um, but there's all kinds of failures happening. It could be client-side failures. Um, it could be people uh, copying the coupon code um, in the wrong way. It could be um, it's not enabled on the server. There's many reasons why the coupon code can fail, but that's just one example. And we see a drop of 22% in conversion rate when there is a coupon code failure. And the logic, by the way, behind that is people want a discount. And if they don't get it, they'll look elsewhere. Even if it's a 5% discount, they just want to feel the success. Maybe one more thing to talk about in the business, like login failures, which is like the basic thing. You want someone to log in and they just forget their password or other authors. And there's all kinds of way to bypass that. For example, adding um, social logins, magic links, one-time passwords, etc., just to work around that. That was more like the business kind of goal failures. And there's many more, of course. And I think in the tech, one of the biggest problems with the tech is that it, it causes lack of trust on the customer side. So what happens is people, for example, load a page, the page loads in uh, 9, 10, 11 seconds. That feels bad. That feels like if they if they can't even get the platform to run correctly, I'm guessing the service will be bad, the shipping will be bad, the returns will be bad, so they just leave. Uh, so we see load time issues which are causing abandonment. We see JavaScript errors. 
many third-party code that's on the site that can be removed and is causing friction. And of course, all this can be solved. Yeah, these are a lot of touch points where the customer having some interaction with the brand. I could understand that uh, that it's it's really important, but how could e-commerce brands improve this? How could e-commerce brands improve the user journey for a better customer experience? I mean, the holy grail is to have a website that has zero friction, zero problems, everything works perfectly. uh, So the customer feels in the right place and they want to come back to that brand. How do you do it? First of all, you have to monitor your website 24-7 with a real-time user monitoring platform that detects friction. Otherwise, um, you're reliant on your customers to call you up and say, call up support and say, listen, we encountered this problem. And then you start thinking, is this a one-time problem? I can't replicate it. I don't understand what the problem is. I'll call up the development. There's all this cycle that happens and you're not really sure what's happening. So the way to, to actually solve it is, first of all, you have to detect all the issues. The second is you have to quantify it. Uh, to understand like how much revenue is actually lost due to these failures. And the third is just to solve it. And there's many ways to solve issues. And then some of it is uh, codeless. They don't have to have code. It's just bypassing all kinds of things. But the first, first step to do is just, first of all, uh, have x-ray vision into your website and understand what is really happening to all of your customers. You haven't mentioned two issues like uh, out of the stock products or incorrect contact information, which could also cause some trouble. What are the strategies for e-commerce brands to handle these issues? You're right. These are like other friction points inside what we call the uh, the business failure. So people are basically uh, coming to the website. They want to purchase a specific product, but it's out of stock. And this happens. And usually brands are even aware of out of stock. They know like what uh, products are out of stock. In some cases, the way that the brands actually uh, try to solve it is just uh, gray out the add to cart. Uh, so you cannot add to cart, which is okay. So basically there's two things. One is have a wish list. Um, so and many and many of the brands do have a wish list. So if you see that the product is out of stock, add it to wish list, and then you can inform the customer when it's back in stock. But the second thing is to understand the demand on the out-of-stock because one of the problems is you can have, let's say, 100,000 SKUs and out of which like 2,000 are out of stock or specifically, a spe- you know, if it can be like, if it's fashion, so it's a specific size or a specific color that's out of stock. The problem is you never understand the demand on that specific configuration or on that specific product. Uh, so once you're aware of how many people tried to add to cart on that specific variant of that specific product, that helps you understand what to replenish first and what people are looking for. So that's one, one important thing to look at, at out of stock. And in terms of the, you asked about the incorrect contact information. So that's an issue. Uh, what happened, what we see a lot um, at WebEyes is this is the, the the contact information usually happens on the checkout page. Now there's many validations happening on the checkout page, uh, which are important, which are good, but they put in place a lot of friction. You gave one example, which is the contact information, but also sometimes the fo- uh, mobile phone number validation fails, payment fails, etc. And what we see is that the best, first of all, going. I mean, this is like the almost the last stage. Um, of the of the payment itself. So that's like the most important page. What you want to do is have as less friction as possible. And that means putting as less validations as possible. We have one customer that what they did is actually accepted all transactions, even when the validation failed. So what happens is once you accept the validation, 
or once yeah. you accept the transaction, the user in his head is already, okay, transaction done, I'm good. What happens is in the back, so they don't put it in the uh, ERP yet. What they do is they validate it first. And if there's a failure, they send out an email like you hours later, later saying, listen, uh, order one, two, three had a problem. Can you please fix this? So the decision was already made um, in, in the customer's head. Now they just have to fix a problem versus they're trying once or trying twice and then they leave because of these validations. So that's one option. The second option is to understand really what needs to be validated and what has to be on that page uh, for the shipping. There's all kinds of issues we see, for example, in Europe um, with um, zip code validation, which is awful. You have to make sure that the validations are working correctly to check, first of all, if they're necessary. And if they are, make sure that they're working correctly. And the third option is just removing whatever is needed and even accepting transactions when you know there's a problem, but then reaching out to the customer. So if I understand correctly, e-commerce brands need to have a seamless user experience at the first place, but they have to prevent lost revenue also. So what are the factors, maybe just a short list from it, that contribute to these two? First of all, you're 100% right. The, the, the problem is that once you have these roadblocks or these friction points, this is where you're losing revenue. So each of these customers that could have converted but are leaving the website because of these friction points, that's, I mean, what we call internally in, uh, in WebEyes, a uh, lost revenue. Because that's a potential that should have converted and, and churned because of a specific uh, friction point. The most important thing would be to, first of all, remove all the friction points. And this is, unfortunately, an endless game of prioritizing the most important uh, friction points or the, the ones that are causing the most lost revenue and fixing them one by one. And once you fix, let's say, the top three, the other ones will surface up and it's endless because there's always versions coming up and there's new technology coming in and there's many third parties that you're using. So that it's it's an endless process of optimizing. So it will never be frictionless, but you want to at least extinguish the, the fires. So I think... Going back to the factors, it's the understanding the user behavior. So you have to fix, first of all, anything that's related to the business. Uh, we see that um, over 60% of the uh, friction points are caused by uh, what we call the business friction, which is, which is all the call to actions that do not work. And just one example, I, I spoke about the login before. So technically, the login process is working correctly. So if a user forgot their password and putting in the wrong password, the system is working perfectly. But the result is that the user abandoned because he cannot log in or they cannot log in. That's just one example of, of a friction point, which is a uh, the system is working perfectly, but the end result is bad. So if we go back to the reasons, basically there's two kinds of reasons. One is all the goal-related failures, which can be uh, login, registration, add to cart, remove from cart, view checkout, uh, the payment, the billing information. There's like... We have like out of the box, like 15 goals that we detect automatically. And we also, you know, we also check out, we also monitor like other kinds of goals that we can uh, like, if for example, uh, we're talking about like engraving for uh, on products or all kinds of stuff like that. So like for more sophisticated or products that can be customized. So we, we also monitor those kinds of friction points. So it's, you know, we're talking about at least um, 20 kinds of goals on the website that can fail and should be monitored. And on the tech level, we're talking about everything from um, all the Google core vitals, which, you know, Google has a very strict uh, level of, of uh, core vitals where you even get a penalty. You're, you get an SEO penalty when you exceed uh, these numbers. And so actually you're, you're penalized twice. One is on SEO. So when the core vitals are high, you're penalized on the SEO. And the second is your customers are abandoning because it's slow, because the uh, commutative layout shift, 
is you know it, it bothers you when you're trying to purchase so core vitals is one the second is javascript errors javascript errors i mean it, we can talk only like half an hour only on that because it's endless you have many third parties uh, running on the website you have to make sure that they're running correctly you have to make sure that they're not affecting the core vitals and, and there's ways to do that of course um and all the uh, failed calls so there's all kinds of first and third party failed calls that are running uh, to get information to update analytics etc which in some cases we see that are causing also so friction and lost revenue. So to summarize it, there's the business and there's the tech. And inside each one of them, it's um, it's almost endless to monitor. Can you provide some examples of successful e-commerce customer experience improvement in your professional that you encountered? Yeah, so we have uh, many success stories. Um, let me think of... Okay, so we had one case, for example, where we detected... So the, the bottom line is the uh, we had a 56% uplift in add-to-cart ratio. And how did that happen? What we found is that each... I mean, we were looking for the latency of the add to cart. What does that mean? So each add to cart, how much time does that take from the click of the add to cart until the product was actually added to cart? Which seems like, you know, like, like something that's negligent and, and that doesn't affect conversion rate. But what we saw was that the more time it takes uh, to perform an action like add to cart, there's a correlation between that and conversion rate or on the flip side, the, uh, the abandonment. So what we saw is one of our customers, so they would add to cart and they would calculate on the add to cart itself, they would calculate all the deals open at the moment. So if there's like one plus one or there's 20% off um, all the promotions uh, that are running at that time, what we saw is that the first add to cart was, was fast. The second one took double and the third one, etc. cetera. It, it wasn't uh, really linear. And you saw that when there's like five, six, seven products in the cart, it was really slow to add to cart. We detected that and we detected also the correlation between that and the actual conversion rate. And when we uh, notified the customer, what they saw was that um, the problem was they were looking for all the promotions in the database, not only the active promotions at the moment. So so each add to cart would go over thousands of promotions. Um, and each time you added another thing, another product to the cart, it just took much more time to go over those promotions. So once that was fixed, we saw like an, a huge uplift. If I'm an e-commerce owner, how could I know that there are some friction on my website if I'm not using or just overviewing some Google Analytics and uh, and other softwares? But maybe I, I couldn't, from myself, I, I couldn't uh, improve these conversion rates uh, or measure those, uh, those friction points. First of all, Google Analytics is super important or Adobe Analytics or any analytics platform is super important. And um, and each e-commerce should have it, of course. Each brand should run it, and you know, get insights from there. The thing is that what you don't see there is the friction. You know, just going back personally, the reason that WebEyes actually was uh, launched and was, you know, I had an agency, a development agency, and we would outsource outsource development to companies, um, and many of them were e-commerce. My personal pain was understanding because we would get all these uh, complaints from customers, you know, from if it's customer, if it's coming in from customer support or from the actual employees about issues happening, which were was very hard for us to understand. And we had all the tools that you can just imagine if it's um, all the uh, heat maps and session recordings and um, and analytics and we had and, and uh, server side monitoring, if it's a uh, new relic and app dynamics, and we had all the infrastructure in place to monitor everything, but we couldn't still could not find the friction. And that's how WebEyes began. So there's no easy way around it. You have to, um, there's, I mean, there's two ways. One is to develop a monitoring platform or two is using uh, to onboard a specific uh, or monitoring platform that 
was specifically developed for e-commerce. Those are the two ways. But currently, there's no really, I mean, all the analytics software, you cannot understand whether it's fiction. Just to explain a bit deeper on that, just, just imagine, you know, when you're looking at Google Analytics. So and it, you look at the funnel. So you see, like, for example, there's, I don't know, there's like 100 uh, users on the uh, product page, but 20% add to cart. So you know that you have a 20 percent add to cart conversion rate. The problem is with uh, GA is it's very hard for you to understand what's happening to the other 80%. Why aren't they actually adding to cart? And this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to explain. We know the 20%, of course, but we're trying to explain the other 80%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you had the time and energy to write a book or launch a course about frictionless e-commerce or something like that, what would be the title of it? Be strong. It takes time. <laughs> it's <laughs> optimizing. It's endless optimization. I mean, basically, you want to have a um, I'm re referring to I mean like an e-commerce manager you know what they want they want to be competitive and they want to be they want to have like happy returning customers right that's like the holy grail and to have happy returning customers uh, because we know that the CAC is high and we know that you have to have the returning customers your site has to be frictionless and that's a job that takes a lot of time it's again endless but extinguishing fires is the most important part because or first of all, understanding where the fires are, extinguishing and moving down the line to extinguish all the fires. Um, it's it's a never-ending game, but but it's something that every e-commerce brand has to have in mind. Otherwise, you know, you, you, your funnel is leaking and you're putting in so much money and so much effort in the conversion rate and the sales, and you're just losing it because of things that can be solved usually very easily. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest mistake that uh, DTC brands could make? The single biggest one. I think being blind. Being blind and not understanding what's happening on the site. Once you're blind, you don't understand how your user is behaving and what their pain is. So there's no way you can make happy customers. And the most important thing is to have happy customers. So I think uh, being blind is the biggest pain point. Could you tell me your quick growth tip related to D2C brands or e-commerce brands? Test like crazy. A-B testing is super important. Test like crazy. Move fast um, and don't stop. It's, uh, it's an endless game. It's cleaning up and push hard with testing. Things will work. Uh, you just have to be com uh, competitive and you have to have happy customers. Just wear your customers' glasses and try to understand them. The last question is, what tools would you use as a DTC brand for growth? Of course, WebEyes. Yeah, very strong analytics, um, personalization. I think these are the two. So make it, I mean, so the customer feels super in the right spot and not just one of many, and understand the user behavior and A-B testing. I think those are the three. Great. Thanks, Uri, to answer my call and giving this tremendous amount of value for the customers. Thank you very much. And don't forget to try these tips today. For more seeds and nutrition, stay tuned for the next episode.